if we've got two rules about operational management here, there's two that I think are, are critical. One is always look after the interests of the health and safety of your staff. And the second is always protect the integrity of the product that you use. Because if you protect the integrity of the product, never compromise on the quality, any decisions that are subsequently made will always be the right one. Brewing is a complex process with many variables. The core objective of operations management is to ensure that the system runs smoothly. I say to people, operations should be quite boring. We don't want surprises, unexpected, good or bad really. Because if we do have too many of them, that says to me that our processes, our people, our operational practices are not in the state that we really want them. And therefore, you know, predictability is fine by me, but a boredom is fine as well. And there's enough things to excite in one's life without uh, issues coming out of the closet unexpectedly. And therefore, boring is good. The relationship with the suppliers is crucially important. Suppliers do need to know where you're coming from. Packaging is a good, a good example. We're fairly unusual in the, our bottling line. We feel cold, so the actual bottles that go into the cardboard boxes are actually quite damp, but you get a lot of condensation on the outside. So ideally in, a, in that situation, you want a, a manufacturer of the cardboard box it goes into to realise this and not manufacture a box that either falls apart or makes the box go all sticky when you get the boxes out. So the suppliers really got to know your process almost as well as you do as far as their packaging goes. The worst case scenario is that you recommend the type and size of box that you need for bottles. You're better off giving your supplier 12 bottles and saying, make a, make a box around these bottles that I can stack Sony high, etc., etc., and putting the onus on the manufacturer to provide the specification that suits you. But you've got to use their expertise. We've trebled our business in the last 15 years. So to get more out of our existing infrastructure, we've got to be much smarter at the way we forecast and plan and become a lot better at Demand is actually now getting near to outstripping what we can realistically supply. The plant here at Fuller's is designed to actually manage cask beer. And I think no one here would, would ever turn around and say it was any different. But with the smoking bank, with people drinking less in pubs and with more people staying at home, certainly the off-trade market, booming supermarkets, that's where our volume is going to be heading in the next sort of five to ten years. That's where we see our volume growth. So the business has to change to accommodate that um, and undoubtedly we'll need to invest in our bright beer infrastructure, which is obviously different to our cast beer infrastructure. Customer service is measured using the on-time-in-full metric, known as OTIF. Fullers deal with two distinct groups of customers, their own pubs and free trade clients. The telesales department take um, orders from all our customers, uh, from basically pubs, clubs, wholesalers, and they take an order on day one for day three delivery. We obviously get a lot of orders that have issues on them that we call partly frustrated or fully frustrated, which to us is if the customer hasn't received their full order on the day that it was planned for, we then record all those issues. We call it OTIF, which is on time in full, um, which is our measurement, and we record anything that might have gone wrong, which could be something as simple as 
just a bottle on their order being broken or it could be the whole delivery has been frustrated due to the fact we couldn't get access to the customer, roadworks, couldn't park. We record them all so that we can look at our service levels. With consumer complaints, we have a system that we log all of the consumer complaints on and we'll contact the customer and assure them that we're looking into it for them. We'll send a letter or sometimes a goodwill gesture according to what the issue is. And then we will recontact the customer with an outcome. With respect to the environment, we've managed to take out much waste from our processes, for instance. For every pint of beer that we brew in this brewery, it takes about three and a half to four pints of water. Uh, ten years ago, it might have been 11 pints of water to every one pint of beer. We've done that by raising awareness, by investing uh, into capital which is more efficient. Also, the, the byproducts on fermentation, that goes off to um, either a Marmite-type industry or it goes off to farmers, and uh, pigs and cattle are fed with that. So it's, it's quite a closed loop in many ways and probably a lot more environmentally friendly than a lot of other types of industries. Pullers take improvement very seriously, prioritising the possibilities according to their impact on the key performance objectives. They also use Pareto analysis to determine the frequency of occurrence of problems so that the most troublesome get priority attention. We use something called Pareto analysis after the Italian uh, finance guy, I think he lived in the 1700s. He uh, came up with a very simple notion of ranking in terms of frequency. And so we apply this principle to our um, bottling and cask lines. And it's very important that we have, in all departments, some initiative which is going on to improve something. It's either on a cost point of view, on a quality point of view, or on a health and safety point of view. And indeed, on health and safety and quality, uh, we will react as soon as we know that there is something which does need improvement. How we're measured over a longer term period is obviously on cost, it's on customer service and it's on ensuring our product quality is where it is today at a minimum and will improve over time. We have to be very, very smart about how we actually see our growth and how we invest our money. We are restricted very, very heavily by the site that we work on. We can't go to the right of us because the River Thames is there, we can't go to the left of us because the A4 is there and we can't go up or down. Throwing money at this as a problem in terms of capacity isn't necessarily going to solve it. We need to look at satellite depots potentially elsewhere to see if we can generate more from our existing site. Fullers pride themselves on listening to their staff and their suggestions. Small changes can lead to large-scale improvement for all involved. Our distribution drivers used to um, have mobile phones that only enabled them to call into the brewery. I got customer phone numbers put onto all the delivery notes and we got new mobile phones for all the drivers and gave them the ability to contact customers themselves and it actually halved the work for the office staff and it made the customers happier and the drivers happier. It's very important to not underestimate the little changes you can actually bring about in an organisation like Fuller's. The fact that you invest time in your people makes a huge, huge difference. Because if you do give them the training, you may find that you've got some hidden stars in areas that you didn't even know you had. And you can move them and get a greater benefit out of the resource that you've got here. I think in any successful business, the two most important elements, the brands, something that you're trying to entice people to buy and repeat, 
that purchase. And people, anyone who's really trying will make mistakes. And therefore, we become a mistake-tolerant operation. We will look at what happened and try and learn from it. And it's a, a culture of respect, no matter what the position, from my level um, down to uh, someone who uh, may sweep the floor on a part-time basis. Each person has a role to play, and therefore they should be respected.